You're clean, aren't you? Except for your tower. You're a tower junkie, Roland. This is a morbid thing, and it's not in the episode or anything. <laughs> um, I might actually add it to the end of the Patreon thing. I don't know. But um, I was thinking about this when I was see- when I was watching, I think, Parasite, or I was, wa- I was seeing some movie in the theater, and I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, assuming that I die of, like, a medical issue or some kind of, like, like medical or natural kind of kind of issue and everything. I think the amount of time I spend at the at like at a movie theater and everything. Yeah. It's like a pretty good chance I'll die in a movie theater. <laughs> and that I am okay with that. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um and then you guys would do an episode of Obsessive Viewer where it's just like Matt really hated this movie. <laughs> the dude fucking died. <laughs> um, You're nuts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we begin? Sure. Okay. Let me bring up my notes. Hello and welcome to Tower Junkies, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. Tower Junkies is a podcast celebrating the work of Stephen King with a special focus on his magnum opus, the Dark Tower series, occasionally. Uh, we discuss the themes, characters, and mythology of the series in Palaver episodes, and review the books and comic series in Kef episodes. We also discuss non-Tower King novels, TV and film adaptations of King's work, and the latest news about all things that serve the King. You can find more of our work at TowerJunkiesPod.com and follow us on every level of social media at TowerJunkiesPod. Oh, my voice cracked. Um, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Matt Hurt, and with me today, as usual, is Tiny. Hey, guys. Hi, Tiny. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners um, what we're doing today? We are going to record an episode about uh, The Shining miniseries from 1997. Yes. Uh at long last. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Was that a MAGA hat? Yeah, it's a... Uh, oh. Simplex is the company that... Gotcha. Yeah, so... Huh. <laughs> 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 um, Sidetrack, and we'll get back into it, but... um. Uh, it's so interesting because I I downloaded OkCupid okay just for shits and giggles. And do you remember how they had like questions and like each question like you could add like reason for your answer? Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember in like 2012 or 2013, I remember going through and being like, okay, people that like the questions that are like the most divisive questions and everything. Like I remember like going. Like doing like the the reason being like oh you know I'm I'm not really political I don't really care um, so it's not you know whatever um, I don't care if you feel this way or whatever and everything but like now it's like 2019 and it's like one of the questions is would you date someone who is uh, who doesn't believe or is against vaccinations and I'm like I don't want kids but I also don't want my partner to be a fucking moron. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just like, uh, just like I was very, um, yeah, um, I have more, uh, strong opinions now. Right. Different time. Yep. Yep. Um, what'd you say? So it's a different time. Oh, different time. Yeah. I thought you said get in time and I'm like, no, y- y- yes. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, so today on the podcast we are I don't know where that's a clean break or anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to be reviewing The Shining miniseries from 1997, starring Steven Weber, uh, Rebecca De Mornay, uh, written by Stephen King, and directed by Mick Garris. Um, before we do that, I do have a couple of news bits to share. Um, do you see that there's going to be, uh, Funko Pops for Stephen King? I did. Yeah. Definitely gonna have to cop them. Me too. I'm so excited for them. I, like, there's two two versions. I think I'm gonna definitely get both if I can get my hands on them. Um, but I did think <laughs> so stupid. Um, when I do get them, I am going to post on social media and be like, "What is this? What is this? Uh, EW in the early to mid 2000s? <laughs> because look at this pop of King." Because, okay, in Entertainment Weekly, Stephen King did a column uh, where he commented on, like, um, movies and TV shows, pop culture and stuff, and they called it Pop of King. Uh, yeah. Cool. So um, so be on the lookout for that. It's Howard Drinkies Pod. Not an obscure joke at all. No. Um, I actually do have, like, all of... Uh, ridiculous. I When we were security guards... Uh, I went through the archives of the Pop of King thing and put them into Word documents. Oh my god! And I have a file. I have a file on my computer that is Pop of King, and it's all of his stuff. Um, wow! So yeah, so we will review those at some point. Oh boy! Um, yeah. Uh, that's it for news. Do you have any check-ins? Um, I don't. Nice. I don't. Yeah, like I said, I started. Uh, well, I guess I said that, I said that in Patreon, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to an older Eric Larson book mm-hmm. about the the Lusitania. Right, right. Um, called uh, Dead Dead Wake. Is that what it's called? Yeah, sure. So, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so that's what I'm listening to now. Okay. Um, after listening to um, Doctor Sleep for a second time mm-hmm. before the movie came out. So, yeah. um, cool. Yeah. Uh, really brief. Like one sentence thought on Doctor Sleep the movie. Currently sitting at my number one movie of the year. Nice. And may not move. Nice. Kind of a sentence fragment, but okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it apostrophe s currently sitting at yeah, period. It's you. You just said currently sitting at. That's what. That's yeah. So. What? When you said it, that's why I said, because I'm a dick. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, cool. Dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, my quick one sentence thing is, me like movie, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm excited to talk about that in more detail in the coming days, weeks, whatever. Nice. Me too. Um, yeah. And then that's it for check-ins, I think, because I don't have anything. Oh, I did get uh, paperback editions of The Langoliers hmm. and something else I forgot. Oh, Elevation. Um, so, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, thanks to some fun Twittering, uh, the Tower Drunkies Pod, uh, 
uh, follower count fucking exploded. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, that was cool. That was cool. Um, but yeah, we kind of tripled our follower count, <laughs> uh, which was pretty low anyway. Yeah. But uh, if you are listening to us because you started following us in the last month or so, um, hope you guys like the show and thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. So... Without further ado, let's go into our review of The Shining miniseries. Yes. Uh, our greatest fears are all around us. Hiding in nightmares. Shrouded in evil. Waiting to be unleashed. You shine on, boy. Shine on? The Bible calls it having vision. I can feel it coming off you like heat. From Stephen King. The creator of It, The Tommy Knockers, and The Stand comes a completely new vision of terror. Seize your destiny, Mr. Torrance. Jack. Coming, sweetheart. You gonna hurt me, Daddy? Come down here and take your medicine! Oh my god. You're never taking my son! This spring. Go to hell. And pray you get out alive. Rebecca de Mornay, Stephen Weber. Daddy's mad at mommy. Stephen King's The Shining. Um, so the plot summary, of course, is a recovering alcoholic must wrestle with demons within and without when he and his family move into a haunted hotel as caretakers. Uh, as I said, this stars Stephen Weber, Rebecca de Mornay, uh, written by Stephen King, and... Directed by Mick Garris. Okay, so we are going to talk in non-spoilers, I guess. Or should we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk in non-spoilers. Sure. Uh, yeah, so non-spoilers for The Shining miniseries. Um, Tiny, first of all, what's your history with this? Um, also, I do want to mention that it aired April 27th, 28th, and May 1st, 1997 on ABC. So what's your history with the miniseries? He asks while you're mid-yawning. Sorry, yeah. I'm <laughs> no, tired. no, it's me. <laughs> um, so I actually saw this or watched at least some of it when it aired in the ni- in 1997. Wow. But I remember next to nothing. Okay. Um, I remember asking my dad, like, why is he swinging around a croquet mallet? I thought it was supposed to be an axe. Nice. And my dad was like, well, in, in the book. And he explained that to me. I was like, oh, okay. And then three years later. I read the book and I was like, okay, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember um, the guy from Wings yelling a lot and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I, I really remember nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, very just, just like literally like snapshots. Wow. Um, so, but that that was really my only experience with it. I've never re- rewatched it since. Okay. Um, did yeah. we ever? Did we watch it at work? If we did, I do not remember it. Okay. Because <clears throat> I feel like we did, but I mean, it's probably just my imagination or i think maybe i just watched it my, by myself could be yeah right huh. it's something that we maybe like tried it tried to watch or started watching and then yeah didn't continue with maybe right yeah um well that's interesting i my history with it is i have i watched it once in to completion um at some point in my life and thought it was really cheesy and everything, and I just wasn't really into it. It was definitely after I read the book, and I appreciated the closeness that it kept to the book and everything, but I was also just a Kubrick nerd, so I, right. I was kind of, you know, anything that challenged Kubrick's movie was like uh, was like the devil to me. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and I I don't have any real other like memories of it or anything. I wasn't. I feel like maybe my parents watched it when it aired, and maybe I saw bits and pieces of it, but. That could just be... I could be conflating that with the It miniseries. Mm. Um, but I do want to mention that uh, just Steven Weber, I was very interested in his performance because I've said this across all podcasts at some point. Uh, I grew up watching Wings and loving Wings. Yeah. Like, it is still one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Just so much of my childhood and nostalgia is in that show. Um, so I was really excited to see Steven Weber do it because he's brian hackett yeah um i was excited to see if he could hack it um Uh. but it's interesting i read a piece of trivia that i don't know if this is true or not but it was on imdb and i meant to like try to tweet it the people involved uh to see if it was true but i didn't um okay so so the piece of trivia that I found was the role of Jack Torrance was originally offered to Tim Daly. He was interested but unavailable and suggested they offer the offer the part to his Wings co-star and good friend Stephen Weber. Uh, Daly eventually worked with Stephen King in the miniseries Storm of the Century in 1999, hmm. uh, which I think is really interesting. Um, Tim Daly, of course, plays Joe Hackett on Wings or did yeah. uh, back in the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's kind of my experience with it. Um, I was kind of excited to revisit it just because I've read The Shining more, and I was excited to see kind of what uh, what the miniseries had in store. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yep. So, in non-spoilers, Tiny, how did you feel about The Shining miniseries? Um, there are more than a few things to, to really like about this miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... A few of the performances are actually pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved seeing uh, a, vis- a visual representation of the relationship between Jack and Wendy. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something when I read the book uh, this year that really jumped out at me is how much they really were in love with each other. Yeah. And how you know his demons wrecked that. Um and I think the series did actually a really good job. Uh, and credit goes to Stephen Weber and Rebecca DeMornay as well. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job of, of demonstrating their chemistry mm-hmm. and how much they cared about each other and the way they fought. And then they would make up and then they'd fight again and things just kept getting worse and then getting better and worse. Um, that roller coaster was actually done pretty darn well in this series. And I actually like, I, I kind of loved seeing that. Nice. Getting to experience it in another way. That mm. was something that the movie didn't have in the slightest. Right. Which we talked about, uh, or we will talk about in we an episode. We did talk about. We did talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, those are some of the things that I really enjoyed about it. it also, just seeing the seeing and experiencing like pretty much the full story, like... There's almost nothing from the book that's not in this in this series. Like, yeah, I agree. Everything's in mm-hmm. there, and so seeing it all uh, visually and you know audibly uh, represented was just another cool way to experience the story. I so, agree. Yeah, those are great things to to great things about it, but also some of those great things are kind of kind of rough too. Yeah. Um, this is like four and a half hours total, mm-hmm. and it really shows. Like, you yeah. really feel that. I think I think the story, you know. 
every aspect of a book shouldn't necessarily be transferred to a visual medium. I think editing in that respect is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that really bogged down the series. Like yeah. if it was just, if it was a tighter three hours, I think it would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just three, one hour episodes. I think, I think it would have been a lot more palatable and you could have kept a lot of the meat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the performances were really bad. Um, the, the kid Cortland Mead was actually, kind of okay sometimes yeah but he hams it up pretty good he, he really does in, in and a lot of scenes there's uh, and this is maybe not fair it's not an indictment of his performance or anything but just the way he talks is just yeah kind of dilbert grating on my nerves <laughs> uh, no it's just like he's very nasally and it kind of sounds like he has like a like a sinus infection yeah um and uh, his mouth is very gummy. Yep. Um, it's just I like it's kind of off-putting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but he's not he's not like horrendous. Yeah. He's there are um, much worse child uh, performances. Yeah. Uh, that I that I can think of. It's, um, a, it's a tough role. I mean, it, it really is. Um, and then the uh, the guy who played Dick Halloran, Melvin Van Peebles, was, yeah. I thought he was really really bad. Oh, you did? Yeah, I interesting. Thought, I, I just did not care for. I, I, he looked awesome. Oh, like, he yeah. has a great look about him. Mm-hmm. Very kind of like Motown kind of guy. Like great look, yeah. but I just I thought he was really bad. I kind of really liked his. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, Elliot Gould as uh, I liked him uh, as Almond. I wasn't really? too crazy about him. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was actually getting to see him as like, like kind of be the asshole that he was in the book. Yeah. That was, that was uh, enjoyable. Well, I think like his like scene that he has is very early in the miniseries and it's like, it is an exposition dump. It is. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's not, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Um, okay. it felt like he just had too much exposition to, to uh to deliver than anything like worthwhile okay um but i will say that i did enjoy the miniseries quite a bit overall mm-hmm. um like you said it does it follows the book very closely and has that just kind of stephen king touch to it that i, I really appreciated it. it's one of the stronger adaptations that i've seen of his that works in terms of him adapting it himself um I do want to mention that it's I I am so, and I'm sure it's just exterior. I'm, I doubt that I don't know if they filmed interior, but just like the fact that it's the Stanley Hotel is just it's such a nice like full circle thing. Yeah, Stephen King got the inspired for the Shining novel when he was when he visited the Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just so cool to see. Um, the uh. <laughs> The uh, topiary animals are a little 90s. Yeah. Um, Doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, but good for them for actually, you know, trying it. Right. Um, ah, something else I was going to say. Uh, oh, oh, one of the big things that I liked about it, and we'll talk more about this with Dr. Sleep. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they gave Jack an AA arc. Um, yeah. So, because if you've read Dr. Sleep and you've read the author's note from Stephen King, and if you're aware of it, like, one of the things that made him interested in writing Dr. Sleep and following up with Danny uh, as an adult was the kind of thought of what if 
Jack Torrance had entered AA before the Overlook took hold, hold of him. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, Stephen King, he has uh, not so anonymously uh, been a champion of AA, and I'm presumably he has, like, he's, you know, he's in AA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went into AA when he got sober. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting that they added that and had kind of a little arc for for Jack in, in the miniseries in that regard. Um, yeah, uh, that's about all in non-spoilers. I do want to clarify something that was, that I said in the last episode talking about the novel. Um, I mentioned that the trivia for the friends episode that references the shining said that it only like it bugged me because the trivia said that he, um, that Joey only references the movie when talking about the book. Um, but in actuality, he does reference the book in the, in the show. The discrepancy that I found in the, the kind of, the thing that annoyed me about the, the bit in the show is that it's not that he, it's not that he did, it's not that he mis references, um, but there's one part where he says, all work and no play make, make blank a blank blank um as reference to the novel but that's mm-hmm. not in the novel it's right in yeah so just wanted to clarify that i don't remember if i did clarify that in the uh shining movie review that went out ne- last week <laughs> um that i have not listened to in months um so <laughs> yeah uh anyway um performances i did think were were pretty good and to your point about the pacing and and everything i do agree that it is very much a slow burn and everything through the plot and it's like no stone is left unturned yeah um i I do appreciate that they included the wasps Uh, i thought that was cool but uh i do meant i do feel like i i did feel it too like i felt the kind of draggingness of it like when I think it may be the beginning or the, or I think it's the end of the second episode when they're kind of like they're, it's when they're finally like starting to realize like, Oh, something's wrong. Yeah. Um, it just feels like, okay, okay, we're there. Like get, get to the point, get to, get to the overlook stuff. <laughs> um, but then it just doesn't it, like, and then the third episode just has more of that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, anything else in non-spoilers? Um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with your point also about the, uh, um, the set of the Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. was, was really nice. I think, um, the exterior, uh, especially, but I think that's one thing that I think both iterations of the, uh, adaptation got right. Like, I think mm-hmm. the, the exterior and interiors of Stanley Kubrick's movie are just about perfect like yeah I think they're really oh, incredible i agree completely um but i think this miniseries is almost on par i mean as far as like the camera shots and the yeah. angles and all that it's not on par with kubrick of course but right but just the stanley the, the way they did the stanley hotel mm-hmm. the exterior shots of that and the uh the, the interiors as well um it felt a little 90s like some of the decor and stuff sure. but uh as opposed to like a like an art deco-y kind of mm-hmm you know, forties, thirties, forties feel. Yeah. Um, but it still looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a good feel to it. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
I uh, I don't I'm running out of steam with the non spoilers. Me too. Yeah. Um the violence in the makeup effects in particular of certain uh apparitions in it were pretty solid, especially for a made for T V definitely miniseries on network T V in the in the nineties. Yeah. Especially the woman in the tub, you know. Yes. That's difficult to pull off. On yep. the, yeah, network TV, but With uh, those restrictions. She looked good. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, horrendous. You, you're right. Yeah. Horrendously good. <laughs> you want to fuck her? I get it. Um, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. I, I was. Uh, it's a it's a fine line to to toe because it's obviously like it's obviously going to be dated, but it's also like. I don't know. I, there's something in my brain that, like, when I see like disfigured faces or like people with masks on and everything, like in my brain, I want to believe, like, I want to be in on it and everything. I was pretty much in into it uh, throughout it. Um, so that's a, just kind of a weird way to say that I dug the makeup effects. Yeah. 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 Um, should we talk about? The cameo in non-spoiler or in spoilers? Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we go into spoilers? Then? Sure, yeah. All right, cool. Well, we are going to go into spoilers for the Shining miniseries. If you haven't seen it uh, and you don't want to be spoiled, it does fo- I mean, it does follow the book pretty closely. So if you've read the book, I don't think there's anything really to spoil. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, come back and listen to it after you've seen it. I think it's available on – I know it's available on Voodoo. Um, but I think it's also available pretty much anywhere you get like digital stuff, um, online, iTunes, Amazon, all that. Um, check it out. I would say it's, I would say it's worth it. Um, yeah, it's worth like 10 bucks. I would say it's worth, uh, I I would say it's on, it's on the same level as the it miniseries. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really nice to see everything. Why is this doing this? Yeah. I didn't even touch. Oh, it's because I said the word. Okay. What word? I, I was. Cl- I almost said the word Siri. Hey Siri. Oh, because you said series. Oh wow. I don't even have this shit enabled. I don't know why this is enabled on my phone. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you were gonna say it again. <laughs> I'm trying not to say anything close to that word. Yes. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. If we could just. Uh, I can't think of a pun. Damn it. Uh, I don't know. I was going to just, I don't know. Bring your thoughts, bring your thoughts, Google home and uh, we can get this uh, Alexa up. What was he trying to say? Uh, You say it's comparable to. Oh, gosh. So the way I feel about it is kind of comparable to the it miniseries. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's very, very campy and a fucking Christ. I hate you. I don't know why it's doing that. Oh, that's great. Um, the way I feel about it is very comparable to the It miniseries. Maybe say It 90s adaptation. Yeah. The way I feel about it is very similar to the It 90s adaptation in that I think it's campy and like not that great and there's some crappy acting, but it's really nice to see the whole story represented in a like a visual me- medium you know what i'm saying to see mm-hmm. to experience the story in another way so closely 
Yeah. Because that's what the It miniseries did too. It's you know, it's got a lot of problems, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it, it's it's just amazing to see to actually watch those characters and to to see Pennywise and mm-hmm. to have someone say those lines. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's good for that. Mm-hmm. It's it's satisfying in that way, despite all its flaws. Yeah. And it's an adaptation. It's something that, you know, the King Canon, the Shining is respected. And, like, it's just, it's interesting to see another take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I would say it's worth it, definitely. Yep. Um, shall we go into spoilers, then? Well, let's go. All right. Spoilers for the Shining miniseries are coming up after this little interlude of music or trailer stuff. I don't know. Um, uh, so, yeah, you're warned. Uh, check the show notes and everything for timestamps, and we will be back. Okay, spoilers on for The Shining um, 1990s adaptation. Oh, okay. Uh, the Shining miniseries. Um, from 97. So, the cameo. Let's talk about the cameo. Yeah. Um, Stephen King as the ghoulish band leader. Right. In the, uh, the banquet hall room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, do you, have you seen what his character name is? Yeah, I have, yeah. Oh, okay, damn. I was hoping that I would be able to, <laughs> you know, surprise you, but. No, I saw. Uh, yeah. It's such a, it's in, it's interesting. Like, basically, He's the he's the band leader of this of this band that's playing in the in the room, and on the drum kit, like it says, um, um, the initials. Wow, uh, G. What's the last name? G C. Yeah. yeah. And so, if you go into IMDb and check and check the um, uh, cast list and everything, he's credited as Gage Creed, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. Like I, I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, a little Easter egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. How do you think he did? <laughs> uh, fine. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else in spoilers? Um, <laughs> that we haven't even begun yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I could have said in non-spoilers that I forgot to, to mention is um, as, as I was reading the book, you know, 17 years ago or 20 years ago, basically, mm-hmm. um, and even again as I was reading it this year, Mm-hmm. I was sort of I didn't have a good visual in my head mm-hmm. for Jack Torrance's kind of like tick where he rubs his mouth. Oh yeah. It's in it's in the book so prevalently and you know I I just didn't know what he was like what is he doing? I it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um but as soon as Steven Weber did it mm-hmm. in the series and like it was it was uh drawed attention to by Rebecca DeMornay, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay. That like, it just totally clicked. And yeah, it's another one of those things where like, you know, that's why, that's why, you know, TV and movies are so great. Cause it's right. like, I can't, I don't possess the imagination to, yeah. to fully envision something. Interesting. And then it was just great to see that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting because I was, that's one of my, I don't. I wouldn't say it's my favorite part of the book or anything like that. Yeah, but it's an interesting, like you said, like an interesting tick. And I, I was really taken with with it in the book um, because 
it really it just feels painful like when you read yeah it. Um, like I've just like, I, like my mental image of it is him wiping his, wiping his dry lips. And like, I just, I, I put into that like more of a dry, like a dry rub as opposed to like a, like a Buffalo sauce. Um, (laughs) so, uh, but no, like a dry rub of like chapped lips and like just blood caked in. Cracked bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I liked that in the miniseries also. I don't know what she's doing. She's trying to pick out a movie to watch. I know she is so pretty. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, I and I did appreciate that in the miniseries. He doesn't. Jack Nicholson doesn't really do that. In no, movie, does he? I no. don't think so. No. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I yeah. also um. I was I was I ended up being really like really touched by the scene where. Uh, you know, Jack has been like fully possessed by the hotel. Yes, and he's chasing around uh, little Danny. Danny, and it's it's a scene. It's it's the most touching scene in the book. Yeah, where he kind of regains his clarity mm. and just fully uh, uh, accepts the situation mm-hmm. and has one last moment with his son. Yeah. Um, in the book, it's really good, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not it's not in Stanley Kubrick's movie. Yeah, and we like maligned that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just to- so total sad. lack of characterization in is that it, movie. Oh, one hundred percent. But the characterization is kind of kind of perfect in this mm-hmm. series. It's not performed well at all times, and right. there's issues. But that moment, I think. Steven Weber nailed that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and just the scene in general was really good. Like good close ups mm-hmm. and it just, you know, the the escalation and the uh the, the culmination of everything, the climax was just great in that moment mm-hmm. and I actually enjoyed that a lot. Um I think that moment is sort of if you're a fan of the book, I think I think that moment yeah. is really just that moment is worth watching this. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slogging through four hours right. <laughs> to get to that. Yeah. Um, also, we talked about, you know, him having a rope mallet instead of an axe. Yeah, like, right. From, like, I really, I like that. And you might say that, I mean, okay, they kind of really, since since Stephen King adapted it himself and everything, I'm sure that, like, you could say they really poured a lot into the miniseries. You you might say they they really uh they were really going for roke um <laughs> with it. it um Ugh. so although i think technically it's a cricket mallet in the in the oh movie. is it uh yeah cuz uh Ullman has a line where he talks about um oh. denver denver cricket or something like that oh, okay uh, but anyway uh they really went like they they were going for roke um yeah they were yeah uh, but before that, um, I really, I was really impressed with the unsettling nature of the kind of violent outburst that Jack has with Wendy also, um, mm-hmm. like by that staircase. And it's, I mean, it's violent. It's, it's really, uh, unnerving. Yeah. Um, did that resonate with you? With it did. You? Uh, not, not as much as the, uh, the other scene right. where something nice happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh but but yeah it it did i and it, like i kind of forgot about that from the book that she oh yeah she kind of gets her ass kicked and yeah i mean she's like legitimately injured mm-hmm. um 
but uh and yeah it, you could you could definitely feel it in the series yeah totally yeah. um so the boiler explodes as it should mm-hmm. um how do you feel about that i kind of remember a kind of cheesy you know effects and everything yeah but i did appreciate that they did it um, right you might say that they really like no you wouldn't say they that. were they were really going for boiler no that doesn't work God damn it. um so <laughs> uh, i mean yeah. they did go into that scene with like a full head of steam though Oh, good. That's good. Hey, Damn it. that's awesome. Uh, uh, you set them up, I'll knock them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the thing that we uh, we kind of teased in a way in our novel review of The Shining was you had said that you thought that it was in the novel that Danny's like vision of Tony was his future self. Um, that is something from the miniseries. So, how did you feel okay. about that last scene? Where it's like in the future, Danny is uh, graduating from high school or something, and Wendy yeah. and Dick are in the audience, and we realize that um, that it was Tony was him grown up all along. How'd you feel about that? Um, eh, I I don't know. I th- mm. I just think it was weird and like not really. I didn't dig it really. Yeah. Um, it just kind of it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I guess. Yeah. I- I like it in theory because I'm a sucker for time travel, obviously, which isn't technically what this is, but I kind of like the idea of like this conscience, like this supernatural, like branch of his conscious, his, uh, his conscience and consciousness is just, uh, like his future self. And I, I, like, I didn't really take it to be like a, like, oh, he's like his future self is guiding him and everything. It's just like, no, this is just like, He's so strong in The Shining that he has the ability to guide himself as like an an older. I don't know. Maybe it's just a manifestation of of his you know shine, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It felt kind of cheesy and hokey though. Yeah. Um, especially when like uh, when Stephen Weber pops up as an apparition as Jack and it's like I'm really proud of you, right? And everything. It's like I don't know. That felt like. I don't know, kind of hokey. Yeah, too uh, too neat, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so anything else on the Shining miniseries? No. The topiary animals. Yeah. Um, they were a thing. They were a thing. <laughs> Do you think that there's any way to make that not look silly? I mean, with modern CGI, I think mm-hmm. so. But in 1997, no. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Especially on network TV. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, I don't even know if today, if like, I it's so weird. It's like it's mm-hmm. so weird. Like I don't know, I don't know how they could achieve that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I bet they'd find a way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh. Is that a review? Yeah, I think so. Nice. I'm not uh, sure how much dissection it necessarily yeah, needs, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you talked about the novel, you've kind of talked about the miniseries. Right. So. And another thing that I did like about the miniseries is the backstories that they had for like the history of the of the hotel. Mhm. Um also again, and I've said this on I'm I'm required to say this pretty much on every podcast, I would just love a TV show. That is the that is the Overlook Hotel through the years, an anthology show. Yeah. Um but that yeah. would be good. Yeah. Um 
yeah, well, I guess that'll do it for this review. Um, to let us know what you think. Oh, how does this rank with you in terms of the Shining adaptations? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, the book is number one, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Kubrick's movie is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't really talk about the rest until we talk about Doctor Sleep. But uh, spoiler alert! Right. The series is probably at the bottom of the list, frankly. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's there's a lot of stuff to like about the series. And yeah. Oh yeah. I don't regret watching it, and I would def I would legitimately recommend it to Stephen King fans. Mm-hmm. Same so, here. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a Stephen King fan, skip it. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's it's. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if this reference makes sense, but <laughs> I'm not even gonna. Make, I was gonna make a Mean Girls reference. What is it like? She doesn't go to the school or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah, she doesn't even go here or she something like that. Go here. Um, anyway, so yeah, I I agree. Um, if you're a completionist for Stephen King, yeah, and and with Curveball, how do you feel about this? First, oh, this could be this could be an interesting episode down the road. <laughs> um, how do you feel about this versus the It miniseries and the Stand miniseries? If you've watched it. Oh boy, I have. I've seen all three, mm-hmm. and I think I watched The Stand like as recently as like four or five years ago. Oh, nice. Maybe like six, seven years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're all they're all cheesy and, yeah. and network TV cheese camp from the mid nineties, um, and just not great. Um, mm-hmm. I I think I need to see the Stand miniseries again, but I, I think yeah. I wouldn't even recommend that for. For Stephen King fans, oh really? Like I think I think I disliked it that much. Wow. Yeah. That's gonna be an interesting because we're gonna have to watch it and review it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Next year. I mean, I, I frankly, I want to. Yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah, I want to um, see it again. I'm just. I mean, that's like a year's worth of podcast. I yeah. think. Uh, between the book, the miniseries, the new miniseries. Yeah. Um. The comic books. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't read. I have a bunch of them. Yeah, I have some. I have I have one trade paper, uh, trade yeah. paperback of it. I just haven't read them. Yeah. <sighs> well, that yawn is my cue. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Le- yeah. I I don't have many memories of the Stand miniseries. Um, I did watch like. I think the first episode of it recently because I bought it on Vudu. Um, and it was it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Um, I think I'd recommend the It miniseries a little bit more than this one too. Yeah. Because I feel like that didn't drag nearly as much. I agree. As this yeah. one did. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you you have that ensemble. Yeah. With that and the uh, the kind of um, the dueling narratives and everything. Right. There's just, there's more to it than the shining. I yeah, think. Yeah. I agree. Um, which is weird. I want, I want technically was, was it shorter than the shining? I think so. Series? And I think it's, it's two parts and I think they reach like an hour and a half. That sounds about right. So that is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll do it. I think for this episode, yeah. um, uh, next time we're going to do Dr. Sleep and Dr. Sleep. Um, yeah. Super excited to finally talk about those. Me too. Uh, the book and the movie. Yeah. Um, just so pumped for that. Yeah. Uh, it miniseries was an hour and 15 minutes uh, shorter. 
Okay. And the, then the shining. That's what I thought. Yep. Um, so, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and let us know what you thought of this episode and of the miniseries and everything. I think that'll do it for this episode, I think. Any parting yeah. thoughts, Tiny? Nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Apparently, the people like sitting in the row behind me thought it was appropriate to talk at full volume throughout the entire time. God. And like, it's just, it was just, it was, that was, people, I hate people. Like, right. f- don't do that. No, just do not. Don't do that. Are they dead now? Did you bury the bodies? Oh yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Well, no, no, no. I okay. <laughs> For the record, I did not <laughs> kill them or confront them because they both had a they both had windbreakers on that said security on the back, so I was afraid that they might be unbreakable. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, what was your thing? I'm sorry. You're silly. <laughs> um, so. Tower Junkies is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to TowerJunkiesPod.com slash archive. You can also like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash TowerJunkiesPod and follow us on Twitter at TowerJunkiesPod. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is just a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at towerjunkiespod.com slash donate, or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our TeePublic store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at TeePublic.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find our flagship movie and TV review and discussion show, The Obsessive Viewer Podcast, at obsessiveviewer.com and on Twitter at obsessiveviewer. You can also find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and OV Anthology Pod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at thesecularperspective.com. Music for the podcast is provided with permission from Fingers T on YouTube. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening. Long days and pleasant nights. Kitty!